It's Josh. And Pamela. And this is what we're into. Hi, woohoo! So far. I can't it's help it. You have to do it. Go back to the original up. thing. Yeah, but you screwed it <laughs> up for me because we haven't done it for so long. So shut up. editing. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> this is a very special episode of what we're into uh this is a date night podcast where uh two 30 something year olds talk about things that they like and how they spend their very limited free time together uh very special episode because in one of this uh in this particular episode we're going to teach you about the dangers of drug use and why you shouldn't join a gang and uh, That's not it at all. Don't Come lock yourself on. in a freezer in the dump because no one sure, will find you. Sure, we've changed the whole format. Punky Brewster. <laughs> this is second season, so we're still trying to figure out our stuff. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, the reason it's a very special episode is because we are doing our uh, very first, uh, what we, we've decided to call a double date episode. Yay! Uh, <laughs> so you do yeah, it now, see? but you can't do it. Because <laughs> I'm excited. No? <laughs> Um, so, uh, we decided that every ten episodes, maybe every five episodes, uh, we're going to do, uh, something that's going to, like, change the normal format of the episode. So, generally, it's just, uh, me and Kamala sitting around, and I talk at her about why, yeah. uh, Pokemon is great or whatever. There's a lot of him talking. <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> Okay. Um... <laughs> Uh, so we're doing a double date episode. Uh, we've invited our friends, uh, Frank. You can Hi. say uh, this is an audio medium. You have to talk. <laughs> I was waiting for my signal. I, I, that wasn't your signal. Oh, okay. I Hi, your I'm name. Frank. <laughs> uh, uh, Frank is joined Scudsworth.com, uh, currently on trial basis. She's on probation right now. Uh, <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> <laughs> Kamala tells me how to run the business. She should have dressed nicer. Uh, she uh, joined us for our last convention. Uh, she sold a bunch of stuff. And you'll see a lot more of her stuff on uh, scudsworth.com. So, you know, keep your eye out in the upcoming weeks and months as more of her awesome shit comes out. You have anything to say to your fans? Very exciting <laughs> things coming. Lots of new mediums that I'm trying out, like digital, which I am struggling with, but it's getting there. I like to upload my NSFW on Patreon on Mondays, my hump day post on Wednesdays, and a YouTube video Fridays. Perfect. Just could save that for the end, but no, no. no this no, where no, people are going to listen to it, actually. <laughs> double plug. Yeah, double plug. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> she's not new. No. <laughs> she knows. She knows the skills. Uh, the more uh, uh, baritone voice that you hear is uh, Sterling, who is uh, Frank's paramour. Hi, everybody. <laughs> they just brought me along for the good looks. <laughs> Again, this is an audio. Nobody, nobody can tell. Hey, my voice is beautiful. Uh, Everybody's exactly. going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> Fair true. enough. Good. Good point. Um, <laughs> Uh, so this being our uh, first time doing a double date episode, uh, I have done roundtable podcasts before, so hopefully we've got we can figure out the rhythm pretty quickly here. Uh, but it might be a little bit sloppier than normal episodes. We'll see how good of a job. Kamala does that editing. <laughs> shots fired. No pressure. It's not a shots fired. It's just saying people have come to expect a certain level of professionalism from us, and we fail to meet it at every turn. <laughs> 
I'm rude. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> Two hundred people listening. Fair, fair. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's almost that we yeah, did we're have doing a, very well for we, ourselves. We are adding new listeners every episode. Yeah. Uh, which is why we're selling out and doing something that's already popular. <laughs> uh, so uh, today we are going to talk about uh, what we like of the Fallout overall franchise. And this is where we pause to let the music play for a little bit, because we do like an intro. (laughs) I can do it. No, we we get the music from like the the property that we're talking about. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes more sense than me humming something. <laughs> no, I just that was just the first two episodes was Josh humming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we did a Halo episode and I was just like. This is going to go off the rails almost immediately. That's okay, we're going to do this. Uh, So uh, where we usually start uh, is talking about uh, our first introduction to uh, the thing. So let's let's start with the noobs here. Uh, Sterling, do you want to tell us uh, your first experience with Fallout? Like where you came into the series? What, What really drew you in? Oh, well, my first experience would have been with Fallout 3. Uh... I didn't discover it immediately. It was probably about 2007 when I finally found it. And that was just because I was a huge fanboy of the Elder Scrolls games. Fell in love with Morrowind as a teenager. And then Oblivion, I probably played for a good six or 700 hours. (laughs) And when Fallout came out, I was a little skeptical. Wasn't too sure with Fallout 3. Um, But it... Once the game of the year released, I gave it a try and I absolutely fell in love with it. And it has eclipsed my Morrowind. my favorites list for Morrowind and Elder, Elder Scrolls overall. You know, so I prefer the Fallout series to the Elder Scrolls series. I'm a bit bit of a Bethesda fanboy that way, but uh, so you started I, with three, or I started with three. That would have been my first introduction to the Fallout series. I never played anything before that. Uh, I still haven't gone back play the previous games, so I really don't know a whole lot about the. The history beyond then, they're, but they're fine. You got you gotta you gotta like what it's actually pitching to you because it's super different. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I've heard. I've heard it's quite a bit different. So yeah, three would have been where I started, and it just uh, the love for the series grew from there. Awesome, cool. Uh, Frank, uh, do you have a similar story? Yeah, something like that. I never really had my own um, consoles or anything like that. I really played everybody else's that I knew. Yeah. So I I. I I feel like I did play a little bit of the second follow at the very tail end, but the first one that I do remember playing was New Vegas, yeah. and then I went back and started playing the other ones, but um, I I like RPGs that are like this, with this sort of content. I always found uh, Final Fantasy and stuff like that to be a little bit too hokey for me, whereas <laughs> this I kind of identify with a little bit more. It's a oh, little yeah, bit more... the world is dying. <laughs> it's a little bit more like... angsty and serious, <laughs> okay. right? So... Um, oh, you yeah. don't believe in the power of friendship? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think uh, cereal and rainbows are really going to do it this uh, time. Okay. But uh, yeah, I really like that. And then when 76 came out, same thing. I just really enjoyed all the lore and everything like that. Um, but yeah. I, yeah, I think it was three that I really noticed, but New Vegas was the first one I played. Cool. Cool. 
Uh, I mean, my introduction was kind of the same. I, I picked up uh, three uh, with the game of the year. Um, I mean, I loved it. It was great. Uh, and then uh, I had a friend who had like the old, uh, like the jewel cases where you're like, it looks legit, but the fact that you're giving it to me in just a blank CD case makes <laughs> yeah, me feel yeah. like you just got a real good fake. Um, yeah, uh, so I, I did play two. I tried playing one, but like I said, it's so different that it's it was it was a little too unpolished at that turn. And I mean, that game was released in I want to say like ninety. Which the third one? No, the, fir- the first. Oh, the first one, one was, was ninety seven. Yeah, I'm not even sure if that was Bethesda that was doing it at that point. Uh, no, Black Isle Studios. Yeah, I thought yeah. so. Yeah, so Bethesda was, didn't start no, until Bethesda Fall three. That was three. when they, they yeah they bought the property. Um, Bethesda did three, four, and seventy six. I think. And I mean, they're like, there's no, they're not bad in any particular way. It's just you, you definitely have to like that. Because um, I mean, it's uh, top-down view. It's uh, like it's third person. You're just clicking and moving around what instead of like. What does top-down view mean? Uh, the camera's at the top, and you're just looking at like the full plane. Like you can see oh. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then Where, third, like first person is person like you're is just seeing your eyes and stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. So it, like, like old school Pokemon. It's oh, okay. super, <laughs> yeah, super, super different than the new stuff, right? So like, if you came in with the new stuff. Like, the other stuff is a huge, like, I want to say culture shock, but more like era shock, you know? It's like 97, they were definitely doing completely new things. Not every new thing was good, especially because we are 20 years into the future now, and that's just not how people make games anymore, so. It's very true. Well, what was your introduction to it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't play video games like those because that's just too violent for me. But my first introduction, I guess, was the Polygon Monster Factory that Griffin and Justin McRoy did. Yeah. Uh, they did the final Pam. It was three episodes. What Fallout was oh, that? Oh, they was did that... one before that because we watched uh, oh, D-Bomb. You, right, D-Bomb. That's right. With D-Bomb Fall... would have been the first, first one. Yeah. Then Final Pam. So D-Bomb was... Fallout, uh, Fallout 3. 3. And Final Pan was Fallout 4. Because yes. they did that, like, right after the game was released. So that would have been my introduction. And it's funny up to a point because the character creation part <laughs> is hilarious. But when they actually start playing in the episode and they start shooting things. Yeah, and Griffin finds out how to respawn dead things. And <laughs> to kill it again and respawn it again and kill it again and respawn it again. I just stopped watching after that. Because I'm like, that's just nasty. <laughs> she so I can't do gore. gore. And of course you all know that I can't do gore because we've talked about that in the last few episodes that I cannot do gore. <laughs> yeah, we've been doing a lot of spooky we episodes. Spooky like, episodes, yeah. So that was my introduction. And then, like, other than that, it's just been uh, Josh's. Yes. Uh, what is uh, it called? I, I uh, did a. Uh, the Legendary I, Adventures of Punch Boy. Yeah, I guess it was kind of a machinima, but it was more like a like a let's play yeah. type thing where sure. I was we were just. Dicking around. Uh, we were we were playing we were playing the game uh, and inventing a story yeah. as we played it. So it was kind of more. Of, and that was with our roommate Matt at the time. Yeah, Matt. yeah. Well, but Matt, that, that's Matt's, it. Matt's a member of Skidsworth. Yeah, that's yeah. true, Matt. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's me. That's all I got. If you want to watch it, it's on <laughs> Skidsworth.com. You just go into the videos tab, look for Legendary Adventures of Punch Boy. <laughs> well, you could have left that to the end. Oh. Is that how we're going? To <laughs> First notice. 
Oh yeah, probation. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so, uh, super quick, brief history. Uh, Fallout is a series of. Uh, post-apocalyptic role-playing. She's got it on her thing. Maybe I should have you do it. <laughs> do you want... <laughs> do you want... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why, 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 why? <laughs> okay, Frank is going to give the uh, super short series rundown. Yes. Okay, so super short series rundown. Fallout is a series of post-apocalyptic RPG video games. It uh, started in 1997. It has been done by various different companies um, throughout time, but the most popular, I would say, would be Bethesda. Yep. Doing, um, what was it, three mm. new... Or, Three New Vegas and uh, 76, I think they did? They three, did four. Three, four, and 76. That's New right, Vegas sorry. Was New Vegas was something. Oh, Obsidian. Um, yes. So, yeah, the series really picked up around 2008 when Fallout 3 came around. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was followed by Fallout New Vegas in 2000, or, yeah, 2010. Uh, then we had Fallout 4 in 2015, as well as 2015, we had Fallout Shelter, which is something interesting that was actually that I really like good. to that mention. Was really fun. Um, was. It was probably one of the more fun mobile games that I've played in my lifetime, for, for sure. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Yeah, it's good. You basically get to be the overseer and you get to control your vault, plus the people from everything from jobs to procreating in your vault, yeah. so... You um, two fuck! <laughs> <Now. Yeah. laughs> I don't care if you're siblings. Do it! That's Do right. it now! That's right. <laughs> I'm creating a lineage! <laughs> I actually did create a vault like that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it started with two people, and I was like, inbreeding only, nobody's allowed in from the outside. <laughs> incest, am I right? That's too funny. Uh, yeah, so a couple things to note is it's always set in America, which I find interesting. I mean, America's the only place that's going to nuke itself into shit. I mean, let's be real. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All the nukes have been pointed at the U.S. for a very long time. So... Exactly. You can tell you there, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. Let me tell you a quick story about the Cold War. So it started in 1986, but in reality, it started back in the 40s. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So yes, like he was saying, uh, definitely focused on the aspect of fallout and nuclear war and what would have happened if bombs had actually destroyed our earth. A um, couple things to note are things like the special um, what are they what uh, would you call special? Special is like your uh, skill uh, Yeah, your skills. Yeah. So you have different skills like strength, perception, things like that. Yeah. Uh, Vault-Tec Sterling might elaborate <laughs> on later um, Vault-Tec was the company that made the vaults and decided to do a whole bunch of other shady things along with it. Hmm. Yeah. So that's Much it. like a lot of large American corporations. I mean, it's almost as though they're making a statement about capitalism yeah. or something. Right. Um, I, I am reading this uh, real quick, uh, just the general wiki here, and uh, came across the phrase, Adam Punk retrofuturistic, and I hate that. I mean, like... That's horrible. I understand all those words separately. Yeah, but together. <laughs> I mean, I we can make that that way better. I mean, Adam Punk <laughs> retro futuristic could apply to almost anything with the retro futurism. Literally anything yeah. with black eyeliner on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking cyberpunk. I'm talking Johnny Mnemonic. I'm talking existence. 
Existence? Was that the movie? I don't know. Uh, the sci-fi, so. it was a sci-fi movie where they, uh, it was a VR game that they were playing, but it was a VR game inside a VR game. Spoilers for <laughs> Existence. <laughs> which, which, saying it multiple times, that might be a penis enlarging. <laughs> um, may have read the email out yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. Willem Dafoe's in it. Okay. Not Willem Dafoe. friend. Um, anyways. Uh, yeah, so um, I guess... So uh, let's divide this up into, like, favorites. Uh, what is, uh, like, the favorite game? And then you can go over, like, the thing you like the best about it, like, why it's different from other stuff. Because, I mean... There's not really much to talk about it beyond I played the first games because again, like uh, Fallout is so ubiquitous with you know the thing because it was so totally different, right? Um, so like if if somebody, it's one of those prime games, right? It's like everybody is copying every game copies another game, but. Followed is one of those ones that did something wholly special and unique, which is why it, it created the original that yeah. produced all those copies after. Yeah, exactly. Which so, Bethesda is very well known for. They do that quite often. I mean, yes, but also <laughs> they do roll out a lot of broken games. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but they fix their games. Uh, that's that's yes. fair enough. This is very true. Fallout 76 has had an update every week since it's open. So I guess let's talk about the elephant in the room because there's <laughs> no way to get it out of there. That's otherwise. right. Uh, I, don't, I haven't played 76. Uh, we have actually quite a few friends who seem to really like it, which considering like how every other conversation about it is... It's uh, empty wasteland, which I mean, it, perfect recreation of an actual Fallout universe. But um, you guys super like it, hey? Like, yeah, I quite enjoy it, and I feel like just saying that it's an empty wasteland. I, I get that that's what everybody's saying, but I feel like that's sort of undermining it a little bit because there's so much more. Like you take it does dismiss a quite a, quite a huge. It does. You take ten steps in the game now, and you find a quest that you can do or not do or whatever, right? And there are daily events and things like that that they've really stepped out the mark with this one from other Fallout's, which I think really everybody being upset was a little bit off for me because they introduced this aspect with Fallout 4. It's not like we didn't really see all this coming and knowing that they were pushing some boundaries that really nobody had before. I mean, a big complaint about it, though, is that you are supposed to be the lone wanderer, right? Or the lone survivor in the first one? In Fallout no, 3. In 3, yeah. Yes. The lone survivor. And then in Fallout 4, the lone wanderer. And then in New Vegas, you were the postman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what? Yeah, you were a delivery dude in that oh, one. Pretty cool. much. Yeah. <laughs> they, they found a exact reason to do nothing but fetch quests, and people loved it. So oh, that's awesome. Well, that's not and true. And so to keep do... in mind, though, is with those older games, you were the lone wanderer or the postman or whatever, but you weren't alone in the wasteland. No. There were lots of other people. Yeah. You know, and okay. also the time frame of it. Most of those other games take place minimum a hundred years after the ball bombs fall. True. You know, True. and so there's been a lot of time for communities to develop, for vaults to open or die off. Yes. Uh, whereas '76, it's 25 years after the bombs dropped. Everything is fresh. It's one of the first vaults to open, which is why 
you are the only people released into the wasteland. Right. The only other vaults that have opened were opened unintentionally by outer forces that were intent on destroying what was inside. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, because the survivors in there would find vaults, try to break in and steal their shit. Uh, right? It's basically Mad Max, but yeah. with vaults. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so tell us what it is that keeps you coming back for 76. For 76, I would definitely say it's the updates and the different things that they um, put into the game. One of the best examples that I can think of at this very time that happened recently um, got my art nerd boner going hardcore. (laughs) Um, They introduced a pro snap camera. So what you had to do was you had to find this tourist. Um, They were just in certain places and they sometimes were there, sometimes weren't on different servers and stuff, but you had to find a specific tourist who carried this camera. And so once you found this camera, you also learned that this this tip... uh, tourist was trying to do things on his bucket list so then you go and you continue the bucket list so you have to go and take pictures of everything left on the list and so I thought that was very different very unique very um that's a fun quest yeah if anybody remembers what was it Pokemon Snap yeah I was gonna say more up your alley much more pacifist yeah not so violent yeah that's right yeah you don't don't have to go killing everything all of the time some of these quests are a little bit different right (laughs) I think that's one battles are. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the only violence in those. What about you, Serena? Uh, for me, uh, one of the things that keeps me coming back is the community, uh, mm. and the fact that it is—it feels much more like a true RPG. Like they don't give a lot of story. You've got a basic story that you follow leaving the vault. Beyond that, it's what the players create. Mm-hmm. You're going out there, you're creating yourself as a character, and you're creating the stories as you meet other people in the wasteland. And I think that's fun. Like, you come across some people who literally just want to be a douchebag raider, and they'll come in, blow all your crap up, you know, kill you, take your stuff, and go about their business. Mm-hmm. And then you get others who they just want to band together. It's everybody, you know, working towards a common goal. We want we want to clear this area out and, you know, that's make cool. it livable and so on and so forth. So I think that's what's really fun about it is you get a lot, you really get a feeling for who people are and what they may do under those sort of circumstances. That's pretty cool. Very true. I also find that there is much more of the positivity and helping than there is griefing on the servers oh, at yeah. the moment, for sure. Yeah, the, the in-game community is way more positive than the reviewing community that you would see on YouTube or Reddit or anything like that. That's just... It, I mean, it's that's, negativity for views is what a lot of those people are putting in. Th- yes. That's always going to be the case is that the uh, reviewers themselves will be a lot more strict because they feel like they need to be more strict, right? Mm-hmm. And if you go in to enjoy something, I mean, you're going to find something to like from it no matter what because you're coming in to enjoy it, mm-hmm. right? Eventually, you'll get a huge thinker. I mean, I've picked up some really shit games that... 100%. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Um, so do you want to talk about Fallout uh, New Vegas then? Because those were the other ones that you guys were saying was like the best. Yeah, I mean, as far as favorites go, uh, as Coleman was saying, uh, that, that definitely is what... Uh, oh. What was my favorite for yeah. sure was New Vegas, uh, and that's Obsidian. You know, they they got an opportunity from Bethesda, and they ran with it. You know, they went way outside the box. They added all kinds of gameplay mechanics that Bethesda, frankly, I felt was afraid to add. Um, 
And in a very real way, they saved that series. Uh, without New Vegas, I don't believe we would have had Fallout 4 the way we see it. Yeah. And I don't believe Fallout 76 would have come to fruition in the yeah. same way either. Uh, Obsidian added in things like making your own ammunition, survival modes where you actually have to consume food and water to survive in the hmm. wasteland, yeah. which, you know, in... in a survival game like that, you should have to do. Mm-hmm. You know, Fallout 3 was a little bit more holding your hand, yeah. whereas uh, New Vegas, they basically dropped you in the middle of the desert and said, good luck, here's some scorpions and some death claws. <laughs> You're not going to make it 50 feet. And yeah. a lot of us didn't make it 50, no. more than 50 feet in that first day we played. I mean, like, the thing... The one complaint I have about that is that it was an, a reason to do, like, here's a completely new world, a completely new system. You're not a vault dweller, so you have to start from the very beginning. And then they just gave you a pit boy anyways, and it's like, nope, same old system. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Which no. is kind of disappointing, because it's like, I would love to try something, like, wholly uniquely new, but at the same time... Very true. We're I, special. I, I think you might be... Uh... Uh, linking the Pip Boys to the vaults, which wasn't yeah. accurate. I mean, the Pip Boys <laughs> essentially is what you've got in your hand there. That yeah, cell phone. It's a cell phone. That, yeah. that is what the Pip Boys were in the Fallout universe. Yeah. Is it was just uh, but a only personal the- computer that you would strap to your your body that also reads your your biometric biometric. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, but the thing was that you only ever see them with other vault dwellers, right? Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's not inaccurate, but it's also not. I mean, the uh, environmental storytelling tells us that only vault dwellers or former vault dwellers or people who stole it off of vault dwellers would have one. And so it doesn't really make sense for the postman to have it, but he has given it to to him by a kindly old man in a shack. Yeah. (laughs) Who saved him from a gunshot to the head. Interesting point if anybody's wondering what yeah. Pip Boy stands for. Oh, sure. It's Personal Information Processor Boy. Ah, see, I didn't know that. Personal I don't know Information about Processor Boy. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So that's good. Was that invented by the McElroys? <laughs> <laughs> personal Information P- Processor Boy. Boy. <laughs> boy, that's a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's one good boy. Um, I do want to mention my very favorite part about uh, Fallout in general is that the vaults weren't designed for people to live in. Uh, right. You had uh, alluded to it before. Yes. Um, only a handful of the vaults were ever meant to sustain human life. When the bo- bombs dropped, the rest were all uh, supposed to be used as uh, social, social experiments. experiments and to evaluate human behavior and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I have I, a question. Yeah. What's one of your guys' favorite one from that? Oh, I know what my favorite one is. I know yeah. what your favorite one is, too. I bet you anything. <laughs> oh, I bet you don't. No? No? no. Which no. one? What, what, okay, what's your No, back? I gotta know now. The Vault Full of Garys? No! Oh, okay, I thought that would have been your go-to. <laughs> so, uh, I don't actually think it was in any, in any of the games, but uh, it is official... Uh, like, it's official lore because it was commissioned by Bethesda. Bethesda uh, commissioned Penny Arcade to write a series of comics about a vault. And the vault has one person in it and a crate full of poppets. And that oh. is my favorite vault. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he goes crazy because he creates his own little civilization out of puppets. Wow. <laughs> I think the one that interested me the most um, was from 3, I believe, The Freezing. I thought that was really interesting because it's something that we talk about Vault a lot. Three? 
No, that, no, that it would was be from, Fallout 4. Was it from yeah. 4? Okay, well, yes. it's one of them. The cryogenic yeah, freezing. Cryogenic freezing, oh, okay. because it's something uh, that we talk about so much. And, right? Yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah. The, the one you emerged yeah, okay. The yeah. one you emerged from, yeah. I just thought that was really interesting because it's so prominent in our society as it is, talking about that kind of stuff with, like, science fiction and things like that, so I thought that was a really kind of neat thing to throw in there and how you would react if you actually had been unfrozen and it succeeded in less of an Austin Powers way and more of, like, a... <laughs> Serious one. So just to run through a couple of the other vaults here, uh, there was a... uh, Let's see. There was a vault that was designed to test the obedience to authority and ethics of a large group of people subjected to extraordinary circumstances. The vault dwellers were informed that a single person must be sacrificed each year for the vault, otherwise the master computer would shut down all life support. In reality, it would have uh, opened the door if they didn't sacrifice anyone. That is Vault 11, and it failed because everybody got killed. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. Yep. For harvest. Yeah. Because uh, they just basically created a mind civilization. They had to sacrifice to Quetzalcoatl every year. Well, so nobody lasts so long. Right? <laughs> nobody was smart enough to be like, let's just try opening the door. I'm sure the person who said that every year was the one that got sacrificed. Nobody be smart around here, okay? Uh, vault number 19 was segregated into two groups, red and blue. The groups lived in separate sections of the vault and were governed by two over Years. Subliminal messages were routinely sent over to each side, causing mistrust, mistrust among the inhabitants, and eventually a civil war between the two groups ended up in complete collapse of the vault. That one clearly failed because they're like, hey, your team A, your team B, fuck team B. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a ton of these. I, re- I remember one was, it was one. Uh, vault dweller and seventy-eight leopards, and <laughs> that was a short one. <laughs> <laughs> that was like <laughs> uh, that was just leopards. Uh, there yeah, was... I'd really like to meet the person who is coming up with these social experiments in vault tech. Right? Like, hey, let's put a guy in a vault with a bunch of leopards. Let's so, see how long uh, that lasts. <laughs> in vault fifty-five. All entertainment tapes were removed, so they had no entertainment. Um, so I have a question. How many yeah. volts were there all together? Oh, they continually so add more. Yeah, they just keep adding them. Like oh, the last every, one every they game added. New ones. Yeah. Well, and even 76, there's more than one because they just added, what is it, 51 mm-hmm. is the Battle Royale vault. So that's where yeah. everybody gathers before they do the Battle Royale to find out who the next overseer is. So they continue. And there's one that you found already that hasn't been opened. I can't remember what the number was on. There's a few others on in 76 that but have not been. they're going to open, yeah, for sure. 94, uh, uh, 94 that 63, was I, I believe, is another one that's out so there. So do you but... just go through the game and unlock all of these? Do you have to no, open no, them? No, no, no. Not all of them just... are available. This is, this is all, like, background lore. This is lore, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of it's lore. Some of them you will come across. Um... There's one, I can't put my finger on which one it is, but there is one that you come across at one point, isn't there? Uh, I mean, there's a ton. There, there's, there's one that I'm thinking of specifically, but it's on the which, If it's the Gary one, where there was there was only people, only was, dudes in there. And, yeah, and it was cloning had, to Yeah, they had reproduce. cloning technology. Yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. And they, was, and they all, they were all, eventually all inhabitants were cloned from one person named Gary. I love this. And his speech had evolved to the point where all they, all they said was the name Gary. 
That oh. was their entire conversation. Mark Wahlberg. So freaking yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like they, they would say full sentences, but only use the word Gary. Oh, uh, wow. the populated by one man of the creative puppets is Vault 77. 77. Yeah. I knew it had the to puppets. be one like that because there were so many 77s at Comic-Con. That one was up a lot with 77. Oh, I knew I that see. had to be a lore one, yeah. So these vaults, they're just in one place, or do you come across them throughout your travel? All across America. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. was all across America. Yeah, just should figure hey. that out. Yeah, uh, just think of like a giant underground bunker, essentially, that yeah. they've built. And yeah. that those are the vaults. They they station them around the, all over the U.S. Like, at the beginning of the one where you're frozen. Is that four? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's four. Um, th- at the beginning of that one, uh, you actually get... Like, sign the piece of paper from the vault guy, like, minutes before you actually get pushed into the into street the and yeah. taken into the vault. Like, so some of these people hadn't even... That was the final pamphlet, yeah, that right? Was the pamphlet. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, they were still... Yeah, so they're all over the place. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I do want to point out uh, vault number 69. Nice. Uh, <laughs> nice. The social experiment was... <laughs> Of the 1,000 people who entered, there was only one man. <laughs> I believe they made a movie about that, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Vault 68 was just the opposite. There was only one woman, which... I mean, I'm pretty sure they made a movie about that. Yeah. Quite a few, actually. Um, I'll send you some links later. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, uh, I mean, a lot of the stories told in the, uh, like lore tapes and stuff so you have to read a bunch of them especially in like Fallout 3 was that was you get the the story and the plot and like all the main stuff that's happening through the dialogue and through the the other NPCs and characters that you can interact with but a lot of the um, flavor text and I mean this was how the original original games were too like building the world and explaining how everything works uh like the reason why they use bottle caps as a currency when Mm -hmm. there is still pre-war money everywhere Hmm. um the reasoning for this is all explained in in the flavor text and the background stuff so you actually have to seek it out to get like the full picture but generally the story itself is always going to be told with the people that you interact with gotcha yeah that's cool. Yeah. And I think that's what scared some people away from 76. Was I mean, yeah. A lot of people, when they go into playing a game, they, they, they like having their hand held. They like a linear mm-hmm. story, and something that they're going linear. to follow, I mean, as opposed to I having get, to create your, your own. I, I get oh, that, okay. too. But I, I think right now, in where video games exist, um, we've seen how people react poorly to this we bought this game to experience to have this experience and to hear the story if you are not actively telling us the story and we have to go seek it out then it's not going to hold our attention because we had that same problem with destiny right yeah. because destiny didn't tell you the full story you had to actively go seek look out. for it or the worst part was you had to go to a separate website to read the story oh. right so like the problem with not it, like not even just hand-holding or, or explaining the entire story is that you have done a bad job of uh, choreographing the story where I can uh, engage with it uh, organically, right? Mm-hmm. And and so that's that's the bigger thing. Is that the, the experience needs to be organic, otherwise you're telling me to do a book report. Yes. So, yes. See, I have to disagree because I am probably one of the stupidest technological <laughs> people that I've ever met in my entire life, and even though you are 
to do your own thing in 76, I still found it very easy to be following a linear path if I wanted to. Yeah. It was still very go this way yeah. in order to do these things. Like, you didn't have to. Like, when you restarted your character, I bet anything, you didn't go down that hill. Oh, I did. Oh, did you? Because <laughs> the first thing I'm doing when I restart is I'm going to the back of the vault to see what's there. I'm telling you right now. Like, right. I'm just yeah. going to absolutely... You know, you can just backtrack, right? You can just go back the other way. Well, no, I know. But I just... I don't know. I want to start it off a little far. bit differently, <laughs> right? Yeah, so... Uh, it's West I'm, Virginia. For some <laughs> it's Mountain Mama. <laughs> it's Appalachia, people. Come on. Yeah. Um, no, but for somebody who gets very flustered by things like that, I found 76 to be quite linear as opposed to not for a game that is strictly not linear. Yeah, yeah. and I think Bethesda did the right thing because they, they told all their fans beforehand this is what the game was going to be. Yeah. You know, they didn't they didn't say, hey, it's going to be another Fallout game like all the others. They let people know it was going to be different. It was going to frighten some people mm-hmm. with, with... Because it's, yeah, 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 it's, it's, it's it. not it's what the thing is. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and so they let, let them know ahead of time and committed to fixing any complaints or problems that cropped up throughout right. uh, the release. Yeah. You know, whereas something like <laughs> Destiny, I think they didn't say ahead of time that, you know, it's going to be a little bit different. You're going to have to seek the story out. People right. likely went into that thinking it was going to be your basic role-playing style game. Right, yeah. but you have to remember, though, that people are coming in expecting Fallout, right? And even if they're told otherwise, yeah. like... They were told otherwise the minute it was going to be uh, a massively multiplayer game, right? Because we've all been around World of Warcraft. I don't know how many people have actually played it. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So I'm the only one who hasn't. <laughs> but I played. I played Warcraft, right? So I played the original game. So, like, you know that the games are not going to be the same, especially because mm-hmm. MMOs have been around for as long as they are. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that doesn't. You don't separate it from the fact that. It's still Fallout. People have, you know, a baseline expectation of what a Fallout game is. True, but that that's a good uh, comparison, actually, yeah. is because Blizzard had the same issue when they went from their Warcraft style oh, to World of Warcraft. Yeah, they did. Yeah. You know, when WoW came out, there was a lot of pushback against them that yeah. this isn't the style of game that we're this used isn't what we want from to you do. guys. You know, like, we want, we want our old Warcraft. I, I and guess over we just time, be surprised that fans are yes. always going to hate everything yes. that comes out. But that, that's why I like to be right? so positive positive towards it because sure. I see so much negativity and I don't think it's warranted because it, it's happened with Blizzard and the Warcraft series it happened to Bethesda in the past when they took Elder Scrolls Online that Elder Scrolls Online when it launched it was just a buggy crashy mess yeah. you know especially for consoles uh, you know I'm a console gamer I know PC players have it a little better it's not usually <laughs> quite as buggy I know we can download the patch that some dude in his basement wrote. exactly where I it's on consoles game for, yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. where these idiots completely uh, fuck their computer up though okay, okay. <laughs> this is why systems and consoles exist okay. just saying <laughs> you downloaded a lot more porn by accident yeah hey, man, I was of the Here. generation of LimeWire let's be real okay yeah. <laughs> But I feel like that that's what separates the, the great gaming companies from the good gaming companies, is the ones who are willing to take those risks, yeah. do something different that's going to get backlash from their fans, but then stand by their decision and improve it so that that fan base 
comes around and goes, yeah. okay, you know what? We we understand what you were trying to do, and this was a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, how yeah. else are you going to make these games that end up being? Exactly. Oh yeah. Uh, how is the industry going to evolve if none of these companies are, are willing to take risks. those risks? And there's no other game right now that is going by actual like real time. Right? Like Fallout 76, the first year is you out of the vault. And then after that, the second year is going to be NPCs. They're doing it actual in real time. Yeah, I mean, there's other complaints about that. Like, I mean, the big one was that people came into 76, like, wanting there to be stuff to do. NPCs to talk to and and all that. I want to be able to experience the story instead of having the story told to me through audio logs. And reading. Yeah. So then I have a question. Yeah. Why are the uh, robots, like the butlers and the Mr. Handys and stuff, why are they not considered NPCs? That's a fair point. They should be. They are NPCs they are because they're non-playable characters. characters. Yeah. So I don't understand this NPC argument when you're running into all these Mr. Handys. Um, the other one I'm thinking of is Miss Annie, the one who's trying to find her child. I mean, the answer is robot racism. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a different point. Well, just angry because they haven't found the pleasure bots yet. Uh, well, I mean, we know where the pleasure bots are. Those come out in the 23rd century. Just that's when Fallout 2 took place, and that's where the pleasure bots were. Yeah, an opportunity was 69. Hey, I mean, no, they didn't. Vault 69 was the one with one dude and yeah, all women. That dude but was the pleasure bot. Yeah. Okay, okay. The original. <laughs> And he I mean, died, they filled his body with robot parts, and now he vibrates too. That's, uh, some say that's an improvement. I mean, most people say that's an improvement. I got some bad news for you, Sterling. Um, so, uh, I mean, we're going to be rounding around to the end of the thing, so let's do a couple of the uh, other topics to really hit on. Um Camilla won't have... Well, what was your favorite mission in in Final Pam? Oh, in Final <laughs> Pam? There was no, there was no mission. I, I mean, there was a mission. Okay, what mission? <laughs> Lots of missions. Okay, well, here's the thing. I only like the creator part. Okay. And I like the part where she starts out at home, and she's there doing the whole thing with, like... Uh, where he shoots down the helicopter oh, yes. and it flies and hits the backyard and there's just this big explosion and they're like I do this I do this yeah. how was your bur- our picnic it was <laughs> a bar- backyard the barbecue the, the Smiths <laughs> not very good it doesn't seem yeah. Yeah. I only like the little goofy parts okay. when it wasn't gory because once it was gory I stopped paying attention I was on my phone true Until, metal yeah. and I think the, the, the only episode I think I got through was the last episode because that's when they were just completely out there to break the game yeah. yeah they just got to the point where so like, your favorite mission was breaking the just game breaking the game just why the would you do this todd why would you do this todd why do you do this to us yeah that was it that was the only thing i don't i honestly don't know the game very well that's why i was asking a lot of the questions oh, okay. i was checking out frank's notes and stuff and oh, sure. it says it's like perk cards and events and other cool things about the game i was just oh, seeing if maybe frank okay. And you know, so I could okay, elaborate well, on a few of those things because I yeah. don't know enough about the game to act. So let's just go with um, favorite missions first, and then we'll do favorite perks. Okay. And maybe favorite NPCs or otherwise other characters. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so fa- your favorite mission, and it could be in any of the games. Um, well, I'm going to stick with 76 because that's what's freshest on my brain. Okay. Oh, maybe I should. 
Okay, spo- can I say spoiler alert? I, I, I mean, spoiler. I mean, we're at this point in the episode okay. where it's all spoilers. My absolute favorite thing that I ever got to do in a Fallout game so far was when you get to sleep with Benny and then kill him in his sleep. That was probably my favorite part of any of the games. In um, New Vegas? Yeah, yeah New Vegas, yeah. because he shoots you in the brain in yeah. the beginning of the episode, and then you get to seduce him and then smother him. Okay, sleep. good. I'm glad um, you explained that part. Yeah. So like, that was really fun. <laughs> Watch your back, dude. I love that. I sleep with one eye open. Don't worry. Yeah, I bet you <laughs> But that's more of a neurological <laughs> issue than anything else. That's so I can keep gaming while I sleep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we really gotta get you in for a sleep study because that's this right. so normal. I'm the future. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then one of the most interesting ones I thought of 76 that I do want to bring up. I know I already said one, but the one that I really liked was finding all the jukeboxes to bring music back to the wasteland. I thought that was a lot of fun. You really just have to go around and find all these jukeboxes and turn them back on. And then, of course, they attract a bunch of attention, so you got to kill a bunch of stuff. But, um, yeah, that was my second favorite. So it's like the uh, final act in every uh, mission in Left 4 Dead where you turn on too much noise yeah. and it attracts the horde. Yeah. Yes. Left 4 Dead. Eh? I know. Ooh, that's a whole nother podcast. Right there. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll just do zombies as like a vague topic. Or okay, that would be a fun one. What is your favorite mission, Stir? Uh, favorite mission? Well, 76, I don't really have any specific favorite, uh, being that I still play it so often. Yeah. Um, it's ever evolving. Every week I end up doing a, a different set of missions. Yeah. yeah, wherever I happen to be on the map, basically. Uh, overall in Fallout, I think my favorite probably would have been wiring the bomb in Megaton I was and setting say that Megaton, off. I was Megaton, but yeah. see, I, I was a goody two-shoes. I, was I did both sides of okay, it. Yeah. But after a couple times of disarming it, I was like, you know what? I kind of want to see this thing go off. And so I set it, went to the tower, and blew it up, and it was it was quite entertaining. You nice. know, it, a precursor to what we do every day in 76, really. <laughs> setting yeah. off nukes. Yeah. Um, I, I personally like uh, Fallout 3. I won't say that. Uh, I mean, I do like uh, having the the ghoul revolt against uh, Tenpenny Tower. Yeah, yeah. I do like that because uh, I mean, the way I play it is, you know, I go in through the front door, kill everybody, and then let all the ghouls in, and I'm like, I did your job for you guys. <laughs> you're, um, you're their favorites. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did like there was that. Um, the gross pervert in the mansion and you can go uh like you can go talk to his uh consorts i guess is the best way to call them and so and so they're like hey i hate this old guy and his gross balls can i can you take me to rivet city yeah like Mm -hmm. hell yeah stay behind me the entire time (laughs) and then you like it's one of those missions where you have to be super high level because you gotta walk the entire way there because you can't fast travel with her and you gotta know where you're going because if you don't have like the fastest route to Rivet City, she's not gonna make it. No, she's pretty much useless wandering around the oh, wasteland yeah. in lingerie. Yeah, basically what I would do is I would <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would go get her. And then fast travel with her to Megaton and be like, stay in my house until I find Rivet City. And then I would go run to Rivet City and then fast travel back and then fast travel into Rivet City. And I'm like, I did it! (laughs) It might be worthy to note, too, since people might understand a little better what you're talking about. Other Fallouts had companions where you could tell them what to do like that. Well, I mean, you can't... 
uh, you can't do that in Fallout 76 because that's just no, having no. a friend. But you were just saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's what you're saying. Oh, okay. Your mission. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you, you can do that in the other one. I, I, I guess yeah, I just assumed everybody knew that. So <laughs> I anticipate at some point companions will become a part of the game in Fallout 76. So, yeah. yeah, they're called pets yeah. and they'll just steal the programming again directly from Blizzard. Yeah. And 100%. Why not? Morlocks. If, if it works. Myrlurks. Yeah. Myrlurks. Myrlurks is the one. I thought that's what no. your dog was. Oh, <laughs> no, that's dog meat. Dog, dog, dog meat is your dog. Yeah, he's no. just your dog. My, well, he has a companion, though. Oh, yeah, he's his companion. Can and he can definitely die in three. Yeah, you can kill him. <laughs> yeah, you pretty easily, too. Vegas, Man, this dog dies quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite perks. Uh, so perks are uh, when you level up, you get enough points. Uh, they go into, like, your normal stats, but you can also choose a random bonus uh, ability, basically. <laughs> Like in D&D, how you add a feat to your character at certain levels. I get that. I understand that. Frank? Um, I think the one that I use the most would be Pharma Pharma. Uh, It's where you can go to a chemical or a... (laughs) What's the word? Medical container. Uh, Yeah, a medical container. I'm thinking of something else. but um, And you can actually check it twice and things will pop up. Med kit. That's (laughs) still not what I was thinking of. Um, A pharmacy. Your drug anyway, dealer. Yeah. <laughs> the chem boxes. Yeah, that's the chem what box, it is. Okay. The chem box or the, or the first aid kit you can open again and sometimes there's extra stuff. I think that's probably my most useful one. I there's a stim pack stuck to the lid. Oh, no, great. Exactly. You guys scrape the cheese off the pizza box. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going grossest, on. She's I don't so know what's going on. If you want to see Kamala's face, you can see it on my channel. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a, a full podcast Hopefully we haven't said anything horrible because the oh, editing is going to be weird. Um, <laughs> right? If you want to see how terrible we can get, it's on Sepia on YouTube, so you can check it there. What was your favorite... Perk uh, favorite perk card. Perk card uh, so I would definitely go with seventy six for this. I yeah. play with a lot of people, mostly randoms, because I don't have a lot of friends I could convince to buy this game. So, like, <laughs> you know, they all believe the negative press. The God sheeple. knows we try. Um, but I just don't I, have time to get a job that I'm paying to do. Fair enough. <laughs> like, that, that's fair. Yeah. I, I I can respect that. Uh, as far as favorite perks, I tend to like the. Uh, the healing perks. There's yeah. one called Rad Sponge, uh, another one that's First Aid. Uh, either one of those work really well when you're playing in a team because then it'll, when you get too many rads or your health dips too low, it'll automatically lo- use a Rad Away or a Stim Pack and heal up your teammates. Uh, rad is radiation poisoning and health is health. I shouldn't have to explain health to the listeners. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Uh, right away basically uh, reduces your radiation poisoning. Uh, the mechanic in it is uh, if you have a uh, high level of rads, it prevents you from healing uh, to that portion of your health bar. Okay. So, and enough right rads, you will uh, form mutations. Yeah. Okay. Which can be for like a bad. third nipple or something. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Grow an arm out of your I mean, stomach. Four, oh, cool. Fourth or fifth <laughs> nipples. Yeah. Grow another arm nipples on that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I need another pair of arms, so I'd be okay with this. Uh, I'm going to say the cannibalism perk is great because you can just eat corpses. People don't love it, but you can do it. I forgot about that. Very useful. 
Uh, I actually... Why would you eat people? I'm... I mean, there's also the the gore shower perk where you... Bloody mess. Bloody mess. Yes. Where you shoot people and they automatically blow up and spray viscera. See, Um, I can never play this game. If you want to see it cranked up to the max, we did uh, unlock all perks in uh, the Adventures of Punchpoint, and then I also put a mod on the game to make it even gorier so yeah like, i remember watching yeah. that, sh- that episode and punch boy me, had maximum had like two the too many nines joke of strength so you punch somebody and they automatically explode <laughs> exactly like fists of the north star so nasty um no uh, i'm i'm a basic bitch so i like uh uh mysterious stranger when you uh use your vats targeting which is basically you have the gun shoot itself yeah thing and it like does a cinematic gunshot uh you have a percentage chance of a mysterious trench coat wearing big big old hat guy show up with a hand cannon and dirty harry that do your shooting at so yep nice and he sucks which also yeah he sucks but i'm a basic (laughs) bitch and i like the cinematography i agree to be fair he didn't suck in fallout 3 or 4 no or or new vegas like he was a quite useful oh, you're saying he's character. 76. In 76, it seems to be a bit of a faulty perk card. Okay. Um, I've tried using it, and quite often he'll show up, the music will play, he'll but shoot he a couple times, and it. nothing will die. Yeah, and you're like, at which point fine. you go, hmm, was that perk card really worth it? <laughs> so, <laughs> he's more like Tuxedo Mask. He yes. throws a rope, <laughs> my job is done. Whoosh. Yes. <laughs> maybe a little less uh, like smoke bomb. Mask, maybe a little more like odd job. Yeah. Who throws a shoe? Honestly. Um, <laughs> honestly. honestly. Uh, I think that's it. We had one more that we wanted uh, we to talk about. Talk oh, favorite about... characters. I mean, this oh, one's NPCs. pretty quick. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. That's quick. Uh, who's, uh, your, who, who's your character or whatever? Uh, for New Vegas, probably the king. He was like an Elvis character. They yeah. didn't know his name was Elvis because it was so far. They just saw him referred to as the king. So this this character he dressed that way and sounded that way and he was referred to as the king um but for 76 it would 100 percent without even thinking about it be biv biv the drunk ass robot <laughs> he's amazing you have to go downstairs in the tattoo parlor and you find this robot who is just there to test alcohol and every day you can bring him more oh, booze wasn't that in your own yeah, he's in my videos oh, yes. quite a lot because I, I think that Bib is hilarious. Yes. And depending on if you're a woman, he'll call you uh, doll, which I don't know why, but people who call me doll, I'm just like, oh. <laughs> um, but he'll call you homeboy if you're a man. And just some of the things he says, like at one point, he's like, shh, the cops are coming. And he's like, haha, just kidding. Because he's wasted, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's, he's, I think he's the most creative character that they've come up with. <laughs> How about you? Uh, favorite character? Uh, I've got a soft spot for Gob from Fallout Three. I really okay. wish we could have had him as a I as was a companion. Say him too, yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. That would have been fun. Just some of the the one liners he has, and the fact that he's always pining after the ladies, and he's a ghoul. Nobody he's wants a, to touch yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Ghouls are just like skin falling. They're like overly radiation radiated so like they're all cancer lumpy like leopards and, yeah, yeah like leopards yeah, yeah. 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 Um, got radiation sickness but survived through it somehow yeah. and so didn't go absolutely alive. crazy yeah because yeah. yeah, most of the ghouls end up feral yeah feral but some of them retain their faculties and yeah. but they're still treated like 
second class citizens because Worse. again it's almost like this this whole game series is making statements about shit <laughs> hmm. no, racism no, bad no. nuclear war bad capitalism is doomed to fail you know just well, the normal stuff the normal not stuff. so much in 76 nuclear war is good in 76 oh, uh, I mean you want to be launching the nukes <laughs> that was yeah. the whole game mechanic yeah. <laughs> the nukes are good if you have the key but if you don't it's bad it's bad news bears um I don't know. Uh, I, I I was gonna say gob, so sorry. I stole uh, your dog answer. meat. Dog meat <laughs> is I was hoping yeah. to say dog meat. Codsworth, metal husband. Oh yeah, metal Codsworth was good. Metal husband. Oh yeah, he's cleaning forever, even though nobody's there. Poor thing. I <laughs> do a lot of crazy shit. <laughs> you know how hard it is nice. to get rust. <laughs> Out of rust. Uh, yeah, let's uh, wrap up here. So uh, you can uh, find all of our random shit. Uh, Frank, you can find her Twitter at. My Twitter, I believe, is sepiatone underscore, underscore coma. Everything else YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, you name it, is just sepiatone coma. Perfect. And for Sterling, can find his shit at. Uh, well, I don't do a whole lot. I used to do some YouTube. Uh, you can find that at Sterling925. There's a lot of Fallout 4 videos there. I did a lot of that, as well as some live streaming back a couple years ago. Debating on getting back into that, so you, you may see some fresh content coming up. And cool. my Instagram is uh, Sterling.9256. Cool. He's currently in review for my drink slave. Um, I'm hoping to hire him. Yeah. <laughs> your, your drink slave? Yeah, that's my drink slave. Shout out to Simply Neological, King. Okay. okay. She's trying to get sponsorships on the <laughs> show. Free stuff. She knows how to work the system. Uh, I taught her well. Nobody listens to this. This is just us screaming into the void. I mean, we think there's 200 people listening, but that's... It's really just Cam listening it, to it yeah. the time. <laughs> Uh, you can find. Wait, uh, did I get that hiss out? <laughs> you can find Kamala's stuff at uh, my, Twitter. My Instagram is oh. NovaBerryBlue, mm-hmm. and my Twitter is NovaBerries. And you can find me at uh, on Twitter at Tesca. That's T E H S U D. Our Patreon is Patreon.com/slash T E H S U D. I think Frank has one too. What's your Patreon? Coma. Yeah. You can find me on Instagram. I'm at Tesca.sworth. So. T-E-H dot Scudsworth. And all of our stuff is on Scudsworth.com. There's also links to all the things. We've got a Facebook group as well. If you just plug in Scudsworth.com into the Facebook thing. Just go to the website. There's links at the top there. If you prefer to do social media instead of look at my website, you dicks. Um, uh, We will be back with uh, more shit next week. It'll be a normal episode, I imagine. Uh, unless something super changes and we decide to have another guest on for some reason. Mm. Um, am I forgetting? Nope, that's it. No? Just okay. remember to like what you like and like however you like and however <laughs> you, you want to like. like. And, and we really got to oh, write that down. We got to write that yeah. down. And oh. remember, love is the answer. There we go. Oh, okay. I guess that's just your sign-off. Sign okay. <laughs> you sign-off too? No, I don't. No sign-off for me. It's just no? like peace. No. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> I'm out, bitches! There you go. Gender is great. Fight my shiny medalists there. I don't know. Anything. That music's gonna play. The music's gonna play. Bye, yeah, bye love you. Love you. Oh, I don't know. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you.